Time for calling home and a few days ago when there was all that deep heat in our summer and it's back in places today even with the rain, we thought by way of a contrast we might head somewhere deeply cold. Jamie Cruyer lives in Revelstoke, Canada. She grew up in Queenstown and went to Wakatipu High School. Kia ora, Jamie. Kia ora, how are you doing, Jim? You wouldn't have heard that greeting in a while, I suppose. Um, Not really, but I like to say it around and just confuse everyone anyway and there are a lot of kiwis here anyway so i still say it right good on you how cold (laughs) how cold is it right now in revelstoke it's actually really warm quite tropical two degrees today two degrees um two degrees yeah pretty warm Uh, it was uh minus 30 two weeks ago though so a 30 degree difference yeah that is cold minus 30 i'll get i'll get to all the cold uh my goodness the scenery where you are jamie it's phenomenal isn't it yeah it's amazing it's uh well i thought queenstown was amazing but yeah it's incredible here in british columbia you are tucked between the monarchy i'm not sure of my pronunciation uh and selkirk mountain ranges of southeastern british columbia located in the world's only inland temperate rainforest what an exotic place to be you know some kiwis just go to sydney or berlin and you've kind of opted for adventure with a capital a haven't you yeah i definitely have uh yeah it's a lot like home but uh on steroids really and yeah i love the mountains so it's a perfect place for me to be we don't hear so much about revelstoke i think compared with places like whistler but, in, in fact, you are in a big North American ski centre, aren't you, really? Uh, yes, yeah, I am. So, yeah, a lot of people hear about Whistler because it's close to Vancouver, which is uh, the main international airport in Canada. Um, so there's a lot of Australians and New Zealanders that go there. Um, but, yeah, I opted to go somewhere a bit quieter, and um, it's, yeah, very famous for advanced skiing and crazy terrain here in Revelstoke. And, yeah, it does scare me a lot because it's a lot lot more challenging than New Zealand resorts, but it's a lot of fun. What do you do there? Um, I'm a ski patroller. Uh, so I work at the resort, and basically as a ski patroller, we provide safety through hazard mitigation, medical attention to injured guests, uh, by providing first aid, and we extricate them off the mountain to higher medical aid, such as ambulance or hospital. And if they are more serious, we get helicopters in to uh, get them out to higher care. And we also provide snow safety through avalanche control. Um, so sometimes we use explosives, and we also do ropes rescue. So say if the chairlift breaks down, we're able to uh, get our guests off the chairs safely. Gee, how hard do you work? <laughs> how hard do you work? What sorts of hours? Generally 10-hour days, and so it's nice. I get three days off a week to recover. Yeah, but you're earning your money. There, there is certainly a degree of danger, isn't there, in this career choice of yours? Uh, yes, yeah, there definitely is, and we have injuries within the workplace uh, quite reg- regularly. Um, but luckily, I seem to be all good, and I've been patrolling for four seasons now, and no major injuries. Fanta- um, touch wood. Fantastic. But <laughs> but you will have seen some major injuries because, as you say, it's a there's a lot of daring skiing where you are. 
Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, we we see some. Yeah, from minor injuries to major injuries um, and fatalities, which are a lot more, uh, well, they're rare, but I have seen them. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, peril up those mountains. I'll get back to that. You were in the army. You would have learned a lot of resourcefulness there. Is that where you got your medical training as well? Uh, Yes, yes, that is. Uh, So, yeah, I joined when straight out of high school when I was 18. and I did two and a half years of medic training in the army, um, worked as a medic for three years after that and decided that I wanted to do something different and combine my passions of being a medic with the mountains and ski patrol sounded perfect for me and I absolutely love it. It is yeah. a, it is elite work, really. I mean, you need fitness, you need a whole range of skills. That also must make it ultra satisfying. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's really challenging, and I am exhausted every day, and especially by my Friday, I am drained by my work. But it's great going home and not feeling the need to go to the gym or do any exercise because I've got it all through my work. Yes. Yeah. yeah I, bet you, I bet you have. Uh, does, it, <laughs> does it pay well, can I ask? Um, no, it doesn't. Um, it's, a, it's a lifestyle um, choice, and... It's not really recognised as a skilled job, but it is definitely a very skilled job. So, yeah, we're always fighting for higher pay, but we don't seem to get recognised. They just, all these ski fields just rely on young people like you having the, the, the passion for the outdoors. That's what, you know, mm-hmm. that's what they're counting on, yeah? Yeah, basically, yeah. It, it's definitely a passion. And if, if you don't, if you're doing it for the pay, then, um, yeah, you shouldn't be in the industry. You're from Queenstown originally. I think your mum is the school principal at Haast, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, she is. She's the principal and the teacher and then sometimes the bus driver and the caretaker. So, <laughs> yeah, there's um seven students in Haast. Seven. Cool. seven. Oh, well, that'd, yeah, that'd, seven. Be, that'd get close personal attention. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, have it, they have it pretty good. <laughs> Ten and a half metres of snow annually at Revelstoke. How would that compare with Mount Hutt or Coronet Peak? Um, yeah, a lot a lot more snow um, on average. Um, yeah, New Zealand doesn't get much snowfall depending on the season and they just had a season that, as you would know, wasn't very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can you translate this for me? Home to the most vertical in North America at 1,713 metres, which uh, translates to a mile of something. What does that mean? Um, So we have North America's um, longest vertical metres. So our run, the last spike, is 15.2 kilometres long. So if you were to ski that, you're skiing for 15 kilometres um, basically, it winds winds across the resort all the way down, and it takes it takes a really long time. It takes me about half an hour at least to ski down there. I'm not a fast skier. I wouldn't want to get into ski racing. Um, I do snowboard as well, and um, I enjoyed it. Enjoy that um, being playful on my snowboard. Um, 
yeah, but yeah, I just do it because I enjoy it. I don't want to take the fun out of it by competing. Yeah, no, that sounds like a great attitude. Jamie Cruyer <laughs> is talking to us in Revelstoke in British Columbia. There's a charming little, well, I guess you'd, I was struggling for comparisons, but it's a kind of like little arrow town, like ski town, except there are statues of grizzly bears, aren't there? Yes, there are. Yeah, it's kind of like Arrowtown. There's lots of cute little houses in the township, uh, lots of cute little restaurants and bars, and yeah, grizzly bears uh, on the entrances of of the township. <laughs> have, um, yeah. have you seen a grizzly, a proper one? I've probably seen about fifty of them over the. Oh, not a. I've seen four grizzlies, but the rest have all been black bears around the place, and they're harmless. I. Uh, just before the winter, I had one that was trying to get into my car because I'd just come back from a road trip and I had food in my vehicle. And I walked outside and I thought there was a person trying to break into my car, but it was actually a bear. <laughs> I've, I've never heard black bears called harmless before. No. Or am I thinking brown bears? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, it was a big like bear. It was well, what did you do? It was a big bear, let's establish that. So what did you do? Um well pretty much you just yell. So if they're a grizzly, you want to get out of there uh, as best as you can. Uh, but if they're not a grizzly, then you just usually yell, Hey bear and then yeah, they run away. So when you're hiking you wanna be talking loudly. Um, just to make noise, so you, you want yeah want them to know that you're, they're around, and then they run away. Yeah, <laughs> is, <laughs> hopefully, is there is there other wildlife to worry about when you're away from the town? Um, I do have in the back of my mind cougars because apparently um, you will never you won't see a cougar until it's too late. Oh. Yeah, so I've always always had that in the back of my mind, but I've never never had to worry about it. I've never seen them, or I'm obviously still here, so that's good. <laughs> what an intrepid life. Uh, when it's less cold in spring and summer, I was reading, uh, a whole lot of people, getting up for a million people or so, come to see the famous fields of wildflowers on the slopes of Mount Revelstoke. Is that still a thing? Yeah, so they have a lot. A lot of um, beautiful wildflowers in the summer, uh, and I've been hiking up there, and yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, there's some yeah amazing photos if you search online as well of the wildflowers. Revelstoke, I don't know if this is still the case either, uh, became famous or notorious for its incredible and dangerous ski jumps. Uh, yes, they. Started, I believe, 1890, there was an influx of Norwegian immigrants that would come here on their homemade skis and um, ski jump. And then there was Nels Nelson in 1916. Um, he jumped 15, oh, sorry, 55 metres. And yet uh, there's a famous ski, historical ski jump above the township there. Are, pe- um, yeah. are, pe- are people still attempting those big ski jump distances? No, not here. No, it's more they're jumping off cliffs, basically. And I watched someone yesterday jump off a, probably a 15-metre cliff. It was terrifying to watch. Gee, successfully? 
Yes, successfully they landed. When it's unsuccessful, you're there. Yeah, there is a lot of advanced skiers and riders here and they are sending it off cliffs and it's pretty incredible to watch. And even if they do crash, they usually bounce back up because they know how to crash or they know how to fall. So that's the good thing about this resort is it does uh, attract a lot of advanced skiers and riders here. Um, We don't so much see families uh, or beginner people because they just wouldn't wouldn't enjoy the terrain or... (laughs) No. Here in Rivalstoke. No. <laughs> Wouldn't enjoy the terrain. Uh, do, no. <laughs> out, out of interest, you know, in, in the ski rescues that you've done, have people ever sort of come after they got back from hospital or whatever, have they come back to thank you and, and, and said, look, I'm so glad you were there? Yeah, definitely. Uh, when At the other resorts that I've worked at, yeah, sometimes I have uh, previous patients that will come back and thank me for helping them out and it's always really nice and it's nice to hear about their recovery because a lot of the time we uh, do our first date, we get them off the mountain and then you don't really hear uh, what happened after that. So it's nice to see, yeah, how their recovery was. Yeah, I'm sure it is. So where do you live in Revelstoke and um, who do you live with, Jamie? I live with four other housemates. Uh, Two other Kiwis, a Canadian and... Uh, a Brit. Are they all doing what you're doing, or are they just there for the skiing? So the the people that own the house, they married and live here, and so they've been living here for quite a while. And then the two others, they are here for the skiing and working in the township at uh, restaurants uh, serving. Right. Nuts and yeah. bolt, nuts and bolts. Questions, Jamie. What do you rely on to keep warm in winter? Um, a lot of mental resilience. So make sure you have your base layers, your thermals, your puffer jackets, and then your shell on on the outside. And then uh, using heat packs in my gloves, and I had some heat packs in my boots as well. And work gave us boot gloves to insulate our boots. And then making sure we've got balaclavas on our face and that there's no skin that is exposed, especially during the cold temperatures. But when it's negative 25 and below, you don't have to. What I don't need to be um, too strict on my layering. You just kind of monitor how you're doing and chuck on any extra layers you need. I kind of find minus 15 to be warm now, which which is crazy to think. <laughs> 25, minus 25 is around about the level where frostbite kicks in, yeah? Uh, I believe so, yeah. If you're, if you're not... Um, Careful, yes, and I definitely get frost nip on my nose, so always watching each other for a frost nip, and your nose starts going white, Um, and I had that during the cold snap, and um, my nose, it was kind of like sunburn, it started going brown, and it peeled off my nose. Yeah, you need to watch that, That, because untended to, that could be permanent, a permanent look, couldn't it? Yeah, Yeah, exactly, yeah, there's definitely a lot of patrollers, and People in the industry that have um, lost sensation in their toes or fingers or have lost bits of their toes. Um, so, yeah, you definitely have to be really careful. Boot gloves, are they what we used to, when I was growing up, call galoshes? They're rubber things you put on the outsides of your shoes or your boots. They're, they're kind of like wetsuit material and 
yeah, you put them over top and it insulates your boot. Right. Um, I'd never actually used them before, but they really helped. So I was really happy. No doubt you've been hearing about the hot New Zealand summer, but you don't miss that? I do miss it. I do get jealous um, when I see my friends and family on the beach or in the sun. Um, but I really enjoy what I'm doing here and, um, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't change it. I love skiing and it's my passion. But, yeah, sometimes it would be nice to just have a, a week trip to the sun and then come back to the winter. <laughs> yeah, I imagine I can understand that longing. So you meet Kiwis up there. Kiwis go there, obviously. Our skiers do know about Revelstoke, especially our good ones. Uh, yes, yeah, there's a lot of lot of Kiwis in this town. Um, we have a free ride world tour event coming up called Natural Selection. So there is going to be quite a few um, Kiwi professionals in town and competing at this event. Lots of Kiwis. Uh, so the New Zealand accent would be understood there, uh, where you are anyway? Uh, yes, it is, but I, also, I still get ripped out every day especially by my workmates most of them are Canadian when I'm say attending to an injured person and they're Canadian um, sometimes I I have to put on a little bit of a Canadian accent for them to understand me as well so that's interesting yeah because you you know you're you're as clear as a bell it's interesting we think our accent is absolutely fine and we're quite surprised when other people find it impenetrable summer Uh, just getting back to the complete contrast in the seasons. Were there the wildfires where you are? There was a lot of wildfires around uh, Revelstoke and at times you could see fires in the distance, but we were really lucky that it didn't come into the township or too close, but we had a lot of uh, wildfire smoke uh, coming through the valleys and it would be days or weeks at a time it would be. Uh, smoke lingering around in the air and it would get to the point where it would be dangerous for to breathe in but because I was working a job that was outside I had to breathe it in and it felt like I'd been smoking cigarettes which I don't smoke and it was horrible it would just hurt your lungs I didn't realize how bad it was over here the wildfires Gee, you really are in the middle of an adventure. Skiing, it's interesting, isn't it? Skiing's like surfing in a way, and that it, it bewitches people, or can do, and it just becomes a way of life. It's, well, that's, it's your way of life. For how long? I mean, you'll chase the winters for a while. You've probably thought about what you might end up doing. Um, I don't know. Uh, ski patrolling is one of those jobs where... You can't sustain it for your whole life because it is very taxing on the body. But I always ski um, as for fun because, yeah, it's pretty much my identity now. Uh, yeah, I love it so much. It's a great identity, and I think it's a really valuable thing to do for, you know, yeah. other people as well. It's fantastic life uh, for, as yeah. long, for as long as it lasts. Lovely to talk to you. Well, you seem very happy in your work. I mean, it's obviously taxing, but you... Your heart's there and you're in the right place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it it makes me very happy. Um, I love being outside, being out in the outdoors. Um, if I'm inside for too long, uh, yeah, I don't I don't feel like myself. So, and I've always been like that growing up. It's always been with me. 
Well, I'm glad you've been able to convert that into such a useful and um, fulfilling life. So good of you to talk to us, Jamie. So we'll let you get back to your cold day in Revelstoke. Oh, no, sorry, your very warm day in Revelstoke. Tropical today. I'm going Nordic skiing with some friends this afternoon, actually. (laughs) Oh, fantastic. All right, all the best. And thank you for (laughs) being a guest with us. It's It's really interesting to hear about your life. Thank you. It was really lovely to speak with you, Jim.